What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with my man, Cesar Espino. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for the people who don't know you, man? Yeah, what's going on, Trey? Man, I'm glad to uh, to definitely be here today uh, with you, and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, for sure, to uh, kind of give uh, uh, the uh, the people that are listening some some of my background. Um, you know, again, my name is uh, Cesar Espino. I was actually... Uh, my story started when I when I was born, and and I mean that, and and you get to know why I say that. But I was born in uh, in uh, in Mexico City, and uh, my my backstory is um, I never met my uh, biological father. I was born to my mom, and and uh, in our households, my mom, my grandmother, and my older brother, and we were like dirt poor. poor. We didn't have nothing. We we were literally dirt poor, and and uh, kind of going back to that, you know, I remember uh, growing up, and we we had this little, you know, call it house, but it was really we were renting a place, and it was a room that was um, the size of about 250 uh, square feet, just for the four of us, and 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 the thing with that too is that house. Or that room, it was made out of uh, plywood, sheet metal, uh, no running water, no electricity. We're literally right, right on top of uh, the dirt, and um, and you know it was just uh, it was you know uh, it was our home at the end of the day. Nevertheless, uh, as years went by, right after I turned three years, my mother decided to take her leap of faith. Um, mind you, I didn't didn't grow up with with that. It was just my mom and my grandmother, right? And so my mother decided to take her leap of faith and decided to migrate to the uh, United States. That made a, a pivotal moment for me because I ended up, uh, uh, I, I needed to, I started working at, at the age of three, age of four. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot of different things from selling stuff at the, uh, it's called the Tianguis in Mexico, but it's, it's the flea market. And so we're selling cookies and uh, bread and a bunch of other things just to kind of make ends meet. And fast forward, I say we graduated because things didn't work out the way they needed to work out, and so we ended up getting a sewing machine so that uh, um, both uh, my my grandmother, my older brother, and myself, we all had a sewing machine just to sew clothing to be able to put money on the table. And there was times when we didn't have anything, man. We didn't have anything to eat, so um, all we had was what I considered to be the Mexican specialty dish, which is a tortilla with a grain of salt, and that, that's all we had. And what's interesting about that is that my childhood was not like any other childhood. I didn't have the luxury to go out and play with the kids or the the, the neighbors uh, or do any of that stuff. Um, my, my, my life was, you know, hey, go to school, come back, uh, do your homework and kind of get to work. And there were signs that I kind of defeated that purpose and and I decided to go out and play. And and I remember my, my grandmother literally went outside with, with her belt and freaking brought me back in to work and you know give me a, a, a whooping for 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 not listening. And and again I, I go back and I realized that and, and there was a reason, there was a purpose, there was a, a meaning of why we were doing things because if we didn't do those things, we wouldn't be able to survive. Um, and it wasn't at the age of 10 that I came to the States. 
um, there's a big story behind all of that, how I got here. Nevertheless, when I came to the States at the age of 10, um, I felt out of place. I felt I didn't belong. I couldn't communicate. I didn't know the language. I was, you know, in the middle of of a place where there was so many different different people, different diversities and ethnicities that, you know, you were not used to in Mexico. And so I remember uh, at one point saying, hey, you know what, just take me back. I, I told my, the, the person that I see as my dad now, who's my stepdad, I told him, you know what, send me back. I don't belong here. You're not my father. Um, and I, I don't want to be here. And it's interesting that that, that that went on because one thing that I came to realize, and many people might be facing that, is that at that time, I was comfortable uh, being poor. I was comfortable not having a, the life. I was comfortable uh, just kind of suffering, you know? I was uncomfortable being in this great nation. I was uncomfortable knowing that uh, of the unknown and knowing that uh, this could be the opportunity that I need. And oftentimes, we as people are faced with that. We're so... Um, uh, we feel so uncomfortable with certain things that we don't move forward and, and we decide to stay on our comfortable zone which is not serving us any purpose right you got to be able to to kind of step aside of that to to be able to grow so anyways I had that uh, that 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 moment there when I realized you know what yeah what about if I just surrender uh, part of that was actually not my option right I mean they definitely didn't take didn't send me and and knowing that they were not going to send me back I said you know what about if I surrender and I didn't surrender to give up I surrendered to understand. I surrendered to uh, see things from a different perspective. I surrendered to say, you know what? This is my new life, my new norm. So I got to figure out how I can make it better. So within two years, I, uh, I learned the language. I became an, um, a straight A student and I was doing good up until the age of um, 15, 15 and a half. Um, again, not, not having a, a dad during my, my years. And I'm not sure if that's the reason why. Nevertheless, not having a, my dad for the first 10 years and then stepping to uh, a life where now I have a stepdad, um, that led to other things. And, and I was 15 and a half when uh, I ended up, uh, I was dating a girl and I ended up getting her pregnant. Now I'm here, a kid having a kid. I had my daughter at the age of 16. So that was another major pivotal moment in my life. You know, just being here five and a half, six years in this country, and I'm already having a kid. And so you can imagine how that was for for somebody that, you know, to an extent, you're still an immigrant, you, you know, you're still trying to get uh, to, to fit in with society and and still learning. And I remember telling my, my daughter's mom, and I made her a promise. I said, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I do whatever it takes so that my daughter does not have to suffer and work the, the way I did as a kid. And, and to this day, I've lived, uh, lived up to that, to that promise. Um, throughout the, those years, I mean, I've been through many different ups and downs, and I actually talk about that in, in one of my books uh, called You Can Overcome Anything, uh, uh, Even When the World Says No. Um, fast forward to now, I am uh, a 14-time uh, a book author, best-selling author on Amazon. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I do real estate investing uh, from wholesaling to buying, fixing, and flipping. Um, I'm also a coach and a mentor. Uh, and uh, and um, I have a, a podcast called You Can Overcome Anything Podcast Show. So that's kind of giving you a, a quick overview uh, uh, of, of who I am. I mean, I definitely can dive into more of that. Nevertheless, I want to just kind of share that with you right now. Man, that's incredible from going from nothing to everything that you've been able to do from being on TV to hosting all these shows to publishing all these books, like, it's it's really an incredible thing what's possible when somebody really has the mentality that they're they're ready to grow and really they have to. I mean, 
a lot of these, a lot of these gurus and these influencers, they talk about people burning the boats and getting the, the, getting to burn the boats by choice. Like at the end of the day, like you didn't get to burn your boats by choice. Like your boats got, your boats were burned before you even had an opportunity to have any. <laughs> so you yeah, had to man. build your own boat and that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. So more power, to, more power to you for overcoming all that. Yeah, man, definitely. You know, now that you talk about the mindset, I, I think that's uh, that was a huge part of that. And and I got to tell you, uh, in, in my 20s, um, early 30s, you know, I kind of always had that, that idea of I wanted to do something on the side because I think it was engraving me from from a kid, you know, just kind of working. And I remember, yeah, I think my, my, my very first official kind of like entrepreneurial uh, kind of journey, if you want to put it that way. I just call it that because it's kind of fun. Because um, when I was in high school, um, I, I don't know if you have that on your side, but, you know, I'm sure you do. But, you know, I went to Smart and Final and I got a, a one of those bags that they have that um, that assortment of, of different candies, right? And I remember going to high school and, uh, and, and I would be selling like lollipops or whatever candies for like 25 cents right just to try to collect some money uh and uh anyways you know kind of you know going from that concept then then from there you know i went and, and i got into uh when i went to college i got into uh computer networking and so i started building computers for people back in the 2000s and uh, fixing computers and i would do that on the side and you know that was you know it, it, it was a good you know kind of a hobby you know i enjoyed doing that and definitely brought me some clients and and, and and a little bit of money here and there and and again i still had that idea or the mentality because it's something that my parents told me you know uh my mom and my grandmother and even my 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 stepdad or my dad, uh, the, the 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 one thing that they would tell me is like, you know what, just you know, go to school, get a good education, and then kind of go out and find that dream job, right? I mean, that's the, the kind of like the American dream too, right? I mean, obviously we came here for that, and so that's the American dream, right? Get a good education and and, and go to school and, and and do that, and so you kind of follow that journey in in in, in two ways. I, I I went all the way to to corporate America, making pretty good money working for them. And then I, my last uh, career was I, I ended up getting an MBA. So I have a master's degree in business administration. And I went that route. And, you know, my, my biggest thing is I wanted to focus on how can I continue to grow with, within this company or, or the next company and get to the corporate level. And, I, and I, I was able to reach that goal. And it wasn't until like my mid-30s, actually, you know what, my late-30s, where um, I realized, man, there's got to be something more for me than than just doing this, right? And uh, I, I can tell you, man, like, I had a good job, except it was very demanding. I was working long hours. I was overweight. I was to the point where, you know, when you go do your physical, they, you know, I was they, they say, hey, your good cholesterol is bad, your bad cholesterol is bad. I was like a, literally a walking bomb, like any any, any man I could have taken and, and and explode and so I allowed myself to to just let go in, in many different levels not only did I let myself go as a, as a person as, a, as my body um, I also ended up burning some relationships I ended up finishing or I ended up messing up on a 10-year relationship that could have been a lifetime and not that I'm saying that I'm regretting any of that stuff, and, and, and by all means, they're all lessons, and, and that's one thing that I've learned when we talk about the mindset is that anything that happens in our lives, I, I've come to realize that it's not a, a mistake or, or, or you know, a failure. 
is actually a, a learning experience. It's, it's a lesson because those things mm -hmm. ended up helping me get into more in tune with myself and help me uh, get associated with different types of people and start seeing things from a different purpose or from a different angle. And I said to myself, you know what? Um, there's got to be more to me. And so I, I started doing a lot of uh, self-development. I started working a lot on my mindset. Um, I started doing different things that I wouldn't do before, such as reading, such as, you know, let me work on my business instead of watching TV. Let me look at, uh, let me uh, be careful on what I eat so that I can have a better uh, uh, body and, and, and get back to, to not necessarily a better body, a healthy body, uh, so I can get back to that. So I do believe that there's a lot that, that goes into the mindset. And, and I've, I've done so much work on that. And, and that's one of the biggest things that I can tell anybody is that at the end of the day, um, Anyone can teach you, anyone can show you, anyone can tell you uh, how to go about doing certain things, except if you haven't worked on your mind, that is going to end up coming back to you and, and is going to end up hurting you in the long run. And I'm constantly working on my mind too. I can tell you though that I had so many down moments that if it wasn't for the fact that I worked on my mind so much, it would probably would have taken me down big time. And so I'm glad that I've, I've done that. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm, I love that, man. It's it's re it really changes your perspective on everything when you start looking at both the good and the bad as just putting in repetitions in life. Like the more repetitions you put in, you, the more things you learn, the more experience you get, the more effectively and efficiently you're going to be able to do it the next time you encounter that situation. Like, and whenever you break it down to that, it kind of takes it it, it takes some of the emotion away from those bad things that happen to us because at the end of the day they're inevitable and we just got to keep putting in live reps yeah uh, no, definitely i mean and, and that's part of it like you got to be able to see it from 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 uh, you know from a different perspective you know it's like you know it's like when you put on some sunglasses right the 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 way you see things they might look a little bit different with a different color or a different shade right and so it's, it's, it's a matter of being able to see it from that perspective and say, hey, you know what, let me let me look at this particular, you know, challenge that is in front of me and see if there's a different way that I can that I can go about it and, and, and attack it and, and, and go about it and fixing it. Right. And so I think there's a, a big, big thing that goes with that. Um, a lot of times, too, the emotion part of it is, you know, like anything that we do, like, you know, uh, you know, obviously the, 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 the emotional aspect is huge. And there's also the logical side of it. Right. And so we got to be able to uh, find a way to to better balance the emotion side. And what I mean by that is that when you get close to anybody, for that matter, from an emotional aspect where they can uh, like you and trust you and feel good about it from an emotional perspective, then the logical perspective is going to come in and say, you know what? I'm in the right place. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely mm -hmm. doing business with the right person or I'm, you know, I have the right partner uh, on my side. And so it's like people are, are first going to go off of emotions, then they're going to back it up with logic. Mm, absolutely. So let's jump into a fun topic, man. As someone who went from having no books to being a multiple international bestseller, what are some of the tips that you might give somebody that's thinking about writing their book? Or maybe they even have their book written and they're thinking about publishing it. Yeah, man. I, I you know, uh, the first thing I'm gonna say is just do it, right? And and I'll give you a quick story. You know why I mean 
why I say that and, and I mean that is um, oftentimes, and this could be in anything in our life or anything that we're trying to do, oftentimes we tend to talk ourselves out of doing something because we feel like we don't have all of the elements or all the the information available for us to put something out in, into the universe, right? Whatever that might be. And so um, I remember when I first started writing my first book or when I had the idea of writing my first book, um, you know, there was a couple of things. There was a lot of things that were showing up for me. Number one, I said, hey, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to read. The last time I read something was when I was in, in high school and that was many years ago. And, um, and on top of that, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a writer. I never really written anything. So I started talking to myself and I started asking myself this question, said, Hey, Caesar, who's going to, you know, who's going to read your book? Who's going to buy it? Like, who are you kidding? Like, you're not an author. You're not a writer. Like you don't have nothing to share. And, um, and so all these things were going on in my head. And, and at the end of the day, I said, you know what? Yeah, man, that's right. I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't, I don't have anyone that's going to buy my books. Like, like, who am I kidding? And so I talked myself out of doing that. And, you know, it, it was probably about a month later or so. I went to uh, another one of the self-development seminars and I kind of got motivated and I started seeing things differently. Sometimes you got to keep going back to, to those things that do work because you're going to see more clarity. And, and then I said, you know what? Something came out of that. And I said, what about if I start seeing this from a different perspective? What about if I change the framing of this? And and instead of asking myself, who's going to buy my book? What about if I said, who cares and what buys my book? What about if I do this for myself? I say self-accomplishment. What about if I do this for my daughter so that when I when I do die, um, I can leave her something to remember me by? What if I do this for a different purpose? And and so, so what if nobody buys my book? And when I changed that framing, when I looked at it from a different perspective, when, when I took the time to look at it from a different angle, things changed for me. I said, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Let's write this book. And so I actually started writing my book and um, I ended up finishing up my book uh, about two months prior than, than what I was expecting to finish the book mm. and, and book got published and you got to, I mean, I'm, I was amazed by seeing, you know, some of the Amazon reviews, uh, people that were buying the book that were actually supporting me, people that I didn't know. I was getting messages from people uh, that, that were friends of, of a friend that they ended up getting my phone through that way and saying, hey, man, I just got your book and you've really impacted me and have changed the way I see things. And I'm like, wow, now that's that was not what I was expecting because I had a different different purpose, yet it ended up serving that. So I guess my 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 whole uh, tip and, 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 and my encouragement to people that might have a book in them or in the middle of that, or they're, they're, they're just, you know, getting hung up is, you know, do it for you. Like, what is that purpose? What is that reason you want to do that book for? I always tell people that if you're doing things for, for, for profits, you're doing it wrong. You got to do things for purpose because when you do things for purpose, the profits will come. And they might not come necessarily, maybe not in, 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 in a monetary aspect at the beginning, except it might come in, in, in the form of appreciation, exposure, uh, being noticed, right? And so you got to do things for purpose, not for profits. Um, there's essentially five different things that you need to be able to have a good book. Uh, I would say the first thing is, what is the story? Whether well, it's going to be nonfiction or fiction, what is that story that you want to be able to convey and share with the world, right? And think about that really, really good. 
The second thing is, what is going to be that, that um, book cover design? How is the book cover going to look like? Because the first thing people are going to see is not what's inside those pages. It's going to be that the design of the book. Is it, you know, from, from colors to pictures, whatever information from words, like, is that attracting the, the potential reader to pick up that book and start looking at those pages? The next Ooh. thing is the, um, the uh, formatting of, of the book. And what I mean by that, if you're doing um, a uh, paperback and an ebook, the format is different for for one of those. I mean, that's essentially two different books. So you got to be able to to see what is the best format. Like, how is the as you flip the pages, how is that format going to look? Is it, is it attractive? Was it just you know put on like 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 nothing? Like, give us some thought. And then the, the other one is going to be um, the editing. Um, I, I just actually did this for somebody else. I was I was uh, doing the uh, foreword for another book for someone that asked me to do the forework and um and i found so many uh, I, I guess uh, mistakes within the, the writing and by by no means i'm not a writer i'm, I'm not an english major again i'm i have an mba except i do have a team of people that i i'm, I'm gonna spend them the time and the money for somebody to to look at my 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 book and do the edits from grammatical errors to uh, words that are being duplicated to sentence structure. I, I have somebody look at that. So that's also critical. Make sure that you have the editing done. And the last thing is uh, make sure you have uh, an, an ISBN for both your ebook and your paperback. Um, you know, you can definitely, you, 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 you definitely have to have that ready and available um, just because that's going to help you uh, identify your book all over the place. So th those will be my five tips. And then the last one is go ahead and do it. Don't, don't, don't wait. Awesome. I love that, man. Thank you for sharing all that. I know that there's a lot of people in this world who are, have considered writing a book. They've been told they should write a book. I, I hear it so often and it just, it takes that mindset shift to take that leap. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, uh, the, the other thing too is, and, and, and as you know, this trade, you know, when we're looking at um, uh, doing a book, um, I I've, obviously now I see it differently. Again, when I first did my first book, again, my purpose was I want to leave a legacy. I want to do it for, for, for myself and as a self-accomplishment. And then that's, that's definitely has evolved throughout the years. And one of the things that I realize now is that for people that are in the business of coaching, real estate, um, or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, like period, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what's your background. It doesn't matter which, what field you're in. If you're out working for yourself and trying to gain more clients and, and more of that, um, a book essentially becomes, it, it's, it's, it's a business car, right? You know, if, if you go to a networking event and whether you give out your books for free or whether you sell them for five bucks or whatever price when it doesn't really matter if, if if you come to me and you give me a business card or you give me a book i'm going to remember that person that has a book right and essentially that is that is a business card that's the first thing the second thing is um when you write a book regardless of the field that you're in is definitely going to give you more credibility it's going to give you more authority in the things that you're you're doing because people are going to see you with, uh, with, with, with more tenacity, more determination. You're actually doing more stuff than, than the norm, per se, right? And so I do encourage anyone that, that has been thinking about doing that, 
that uh, they gotta definitely work on getting a book because again, it's gonna give you more credibility. It can help you in your branding. Um, um, it definitely is gonna give you more clients down the line. Um, I know it's done it, that it has done that for me, where I've been able to pick up clients from you know either clients that are wanting to to write their own books because I help people write their own books and and publish them. I have a program for that, um, and it also has helped me pick up clients where I do real estate transactions. You know, two different things, right? I mean, I, I'm getting clients for for writing a book. I'm getting clients for real estate transactions where we're buying, fixing, and flipping together. Um, and I've also picked up uh, clients that have gone to some of the uh, networking, um, business, and self-development events just from a book, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I do encourage that that uh, anyone that is uh, an, a, an entrepreneur or, or, think to, or is thinking of becoming an entrepreneur should look at write a book of some kind. Absolutely. It's definitely an instant authority builder. So now that you've made it, what are the key things you do in your routine to carry the weight of your crown and make sure that nothing's slipping through the cracks? And when I say that, I, I mean all the things that apply to you personally, as well as making sure follow-ups don't slip through the cracks. Like, how do you take care of you so that everything else can thrive? Yeah, definitely, man. I love that question uh, because I think that's critical, right? Um, there's that saying that you know what you do behind um, behind doors is it should be what you do, and you know out on the public or something to that nature, right? And I do believe that because a lot of people might do certain things out on the public and 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 in in their own uh, four walls and do those things, right? And so for me, um, there's a couple of different things. Um, number one. Um, I, I realized that uh, it is important for, for you to take care of that vehicle that um, is uh, taking you or carrying you uh, through, 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 through this journey, right? And what I mean by that is that vehicle being your body, being yourself, right? And that journey uh, being life. And so I do believe that you got to be able to take care of your vehicle, which is your body, to take care of, to take you through, through, through this journey called life. And so for me, I've created a balance and, you know, I, obviously I'm not perfect every now and then I, I slip off and, and do things here and there, except one of the things that I, that I started doing a couple of years now is that um, unless I'm traveling and I, and I really cannot do that, for me, it's like non-negotiable. I, I go out and, and go out for a walk, you know, I walk or, 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 or a mile run, whatever, right? <clears throat> Either walk or run um, at least twice a day. And uh, the reason why I do that is a couple of things. Number one is good for the body is, is, is helping me. I'm not really putting too much stress on my body in terms of, I'm not a gym person, so I don't go to the gym, um, except to me, this is good. It's, it's enough exercise is enough to kind of keep me in, in, in that rhythm. Um, number two, it allows me to clear my mind, to start thinking about whatever might be going on, you know, in my business or in, or in my personal life. Um, and it also allows me to just connect to uh, a higher being. And what I mean by that is, you know, not from a religious perspective, it's just whatever you believe, you know, whether it's the universe, uh, God or a great power, whatever that might be, it allows me to start thinking and seeing things from a different perspective. And then it also allows me to, you know, put in my, my earphones and, and listen to some um, either podcasting or uh, some music or, 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 or stuff that's going to motivate me, right? So that's one thing that I do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. When it comes down to kind of organizing myself, 
I'm old fashioned. I use a, 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 a notepad and I literally write down things that I must get done today. You know, um, I, and I kind of learned this from, from Jim Ron, where, you know, you have this little notepad and you kind of write down the things you have to do. And then you check them off as you're getting them completed, because that gives you a sense of accomplishment. You're actually accomplishing things versus, you know, not, not checking them off. You, you feel like you're not getting anything done. Right. So I do that. And then I work a lot off of, off of my uh, calendar in, in, in my phone, like every appointment, any conversation, any follow-up, like if I have a follow-up with one of my clients, I, I put them into my calendar. Like, you know, I, I, I had that, that discipline to always go back to that. So, um, you know, I do believe a lot on the, on manifestation also words do matter and, um, and also affirmation. So I kind of take all of that and, and, and put it in, into practice every day. So that's kind of what I do to kind of keep me uh, you know, uh, I'm in, in, in the same place and, and moving forward. Awesome, man. I love that. So what are the best ways for people to see more of you or get involved with you, man? Yeah, the best way um, would be um, you can go to my website, www.cesar.com. And as a matter of fact, my first name, middle initial and my last name, that's really all my handles for all kind of social media. Um, or you can just go to uh, uh, linktree forward slash ESPINOC, uh, ESPINOC, uh, and then you can get all my links there too. Awesome, man. Is there anything that I should have asked you about that you'd like to share with our audience today? Um, man, I, you know, I, I would, I would say, uh, the, the only thing I can tell you, um, and this is my, my, I'm, I'm not a, uh, relationship, uh, expert, except I guess the best relationship advice I can give anyone is make sure that you're not cheating with, um, uh, you're not cheating on your future with your past. And, and what I mean by that is that oftentimes we get hung up on the past, you know, all the things that happened to us, why didn't this happen to us? Um, or why did this happen to us? Or why did that person did this to me? Whatever that case may be, as both you and I know, you know, we, you know, we, we go through a lot of, uh, a lot of circumstances and, 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 and a lot of people that tend to start hating on you or whatever the case may be. And if you hold on to those, those things, then you're really cheating on your future because of your past experiences. And so uh, the biggest thing is, you know, remember that that the past is essentially a um, learning experience and uh, we got to be able to extract those lessons, whatever that might be, and utilize them to help us uh, become better each and every day for, for our future selves. Um, and then on top of that, uh, just remember that the... Um, choices and the decisions that we make today will determine the quality of life that we have tomorrow. And so if you feel like you made a wrong choice, um, you do have the option to pivot immediately and make a different choice. Uh, again, oftentimes we are hung up on making decisions and making those choices, or we made a, a choice that we know is not serving us. And then we get hung up on that, that choice for way too long. We got to be able to just pivot and change. Uh, and, and, and all of this can help us not only in our personal life, also in our, in our professional life. Um, so definitely uh, just uh, keep moving forward. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for sharing that with us and joining us on here today. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me. 
Thanks again for tuning in for another episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so you're never left out in the snow. Do you want to build a business or get more customers online? Are you tired of spending all your time shackled to your business? Tired of being treated like the court jester? Not anymore. You can get a care package from Trey today for just a buck that will help you beat shiny object syndrome with Trey's favorite tool list. Build your online authority and network with your own podcast and by being interviewed on other podcasts. Systemize your business with Trey's seven pillar system. Hire a VA to get your time back and so much more. You heard me right. All of that for less than the last Starbucks you got. Go to TreyCarmichael.us and get yours while it's hot. Check the couch for that dollar if you gotta.